0: Welcome to the Wisdime Podcast. This is your host, Justin Dora. And today, we're going to focus on the topic of the power of leaven. We're going to look at two passages, one out of Matthew 16, the other out of Matthew 13. And these passages talk about the leaven of the Pharisee and Sadducee, as well as the leaven of the kingdom. So we're going to start off with Matthew 16, verses 5 and 6, and then we're going to skip down to verse 12. This is how the passage reads. When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them. Be on your guard against the yeast or the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And then there's a discussion about they forgot bread. Jesus knew that. That's why he was bringing this up. And Jesus finally tells them, I'm not talking about bread. And then we get down to verse 12, and this is what it says. Then they understood, they being the disciples, that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast or the leaven used in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So what does this actually mean? What's the yeast or the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? In my vernacular, what I would say is it is the religious teaching that actually begins to uh, work itself through every part of your life and every part of your thinking. It's that little nugget Just like truth is often described as a little nugget. It's that little bit that just begins to influence every way of thinking. It gets you back under that religious performance. And it gets you earning from God rather than enjoying what God has given you and living out of that place of relationship. That's a free gift, uh, working itself out by the grace of God, uh, but seeing the details of salvation come to life. And oftentimes what happens is... In the name of being balanced, we try to listen to a bunch of different teachers that have a bunch of different angles so that we can get, quote-unquote, a balanced message. And I'm not saying that the grace of God isn't balanced. It is balanced all by itself because... Uh, The scripture also says that the grace of God teaches us to say no to ungodliness. So let me be clear. Grace isn't a license to sin. It's not go do whatever you want, whatever feels good, do that. But it is a realization that all those old things have been dealt with in Christ. And now you have a new life. You are bent towards righteousness. You are bent towards holiness. That's your inward bend at this point. And so what happens with... With this teaching or these mindsets that get offered. that It doesn't have to come through a teaching. It can come through a conversation. It can come through a, a thought that just floats through your mind. But what happens is we own this little bitty thought... And we meditate on it. And all I mean by that is we think about it and we think about it and we think about it. And all of a sudden we've thought ourselves into a corner. And now we don't know which way is up. We don't know if God is for us or against us. We don't know are we supposed to do something? Are we not supposed to do something? Is this good for me? Is this bad for me? And we just are, we are, we're really out of our mind, <laughs> so to speak. And this is the effect of just this teaching or this leaven or yeast, as the NIV says, of the, the Pharisees and Sadducees. And some of the ways this comes off is mindsets. It can be negativity, so negative thinking. It can be judgment, um, just that harsh judgment. Uh, these are some of the things you ways that you can tell that you're being influenced by the yeast of the Pharisees or the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You You begin to find delight in someone going through pain or going or getting what they deserve or those kind of thoughts you look for justice in the sense of not just things being made right but someone losing in in the battle you lost i was right those are the types of thoughts those are the types of emotions that you begin to have and the crazy thing is is honestly this type of thinking, I think, I actually think one of the reasons Jesus said, be careful to not own this stuff is, well, let me take a step back. One of the things we need to realize is we are spiritual people. There are, there is a part of us that is unseen that absolutely affects what we see. Um, so when you. Believe something about God, you actually kind of give that off, almost like an aroma uh, off of a, a great uh, meal. It's unseen, but it's felt. It's experienced. That that's actually what's happening in the, for lack of a better term, in the unseen part of our world, in that spirit part of our world. We are giving off our perspectives of God. It is. It's affecting people when we don't realize it. That's why Jesus said things like you're salt, you're light, you're your salt to society, you preserve society. Uh, as well as your light, you illuminate truth. Everywhere you go, that's what's happening. That's not just in our words, though that's definitely a part of it. But it's just, it's, it's almost like an atmosphere that we carry. Therefore, everywhere we go, we're giving off this fragrance. Paul, Paul said it this way. I believe it's in 2 Corinthians 3. He says, he says God's always leading us uh, trium- in triumphant procession. Everywhere we go, we are giving off the aroma or, or the fragrance of Christ. That's reality, whether we're aware of that or not. That's why what you believe about God absolutely is important. Because it affects things that are unseen. It affects things that you don't even know it's affecting. That's the power of leaven. And I've often wondered, I wonder if in some of our, what people call maybe an unreached part of the world, or an unreached part of your city, or a nation, or fill in the blank, a region if part of the reason why it's unreached is because the believers that are there are so closed off internally because of that leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees that it's actually preventing the light, the light of Jesus within them from getting out into the world. Because you, you can never blame darkness for being dark. Um, but But when those of us who... Carry the light of life, who is jesus who um, who do give away the kingdom of God, we know what we carry, if we are hiding what we 've got because of judgments, because of fear, because of bad teaching, whatever the case may be, it actually can harm a whole group of people, and who knows how large that can be. Uh, I don't, I don't know, but I've just wondered aloud if, if potentially that this is bigger than just, oh, I heard a, a guy say something and it really wasn't helpful for me and it hurt my life. If actually, if we carry around these wrong perceptions of God, if that actually keeps whole pockets of people in darkness, because though those of us who, who have been awakened to Jesus and who he is, aren't letting that aroma out that light isn't shining in the darkness but it's actually being hidden under a bushel of a bad perspective and i wonder if this is this affects cities in ways that we we don't realize i wonder if the more we have a revelation of jesus and who he is and what he's done and what what that means for me now i wonder if neighbors, if co-workers would just be more drawn to the life of God in a believer. And it would lead to great conversations about faith. It would lead to people discovering God. It would lead to another great awakening like we've seen through history. But not one built on the methods of man, but one built on the person of God. That obviously will, would have methods of, of administration, but it's not The the primary focus isn't how it happened, but who, who accomplished it. That the God of heaven has made a way through his son for all men, women, and children to know what he's made them for. And the fact that he loves and forgives and wants to bless and not curse them. So... So I want to just say in a bizarre kind of way, be careful. Don't take every thought on board that you hear. That doesn't mean only listen to a few people, but it does mean be discerning. Know what, if the Holy Spirit gives you a clue of, does that agree with me? Is that who I am? Man, search the scriptures. Be a Berean. Go, f- go ferret that out and see, is that really in line with the whole counsel of God? Or is that someone's perspective that's being offered as the opinion of God? And maybe it's not. Or maybe it's just a part of the opinion of God. But without seeing the whole picture, we actually skew that little statement that was said. And if something is bothering you, if something is irritating you, it doesn't mean it's not God, but oftentimes it's God wanting to draw you higher in him to see maybe how two, what seems like opposing, opposing thoughts actually wed together at a higher level or how something that's being offered isn't actually in line with the heart of God, even though it can be pulled right out of the Bible. It's really possible for people to teach the Bible and not teach the word. Jesus said it in uh, the book of John. He said, listen, to the, to the religious leaders of his day. He said, listen, you search the scriptures for in them you, you f- think you find life. And yet you miss me, the one to whom they point. In other words, they got so into the scriptures that they missed the living word, God himself, Jesus, who was right in front of them. They missed, they missed out on the experience of a lifetime. And so I want to encourage you, be discerning. Whether it's a book you're reading, a podcast you're listening to, a conversation with a friend, however it might work itself out. You don't have to disagree with everyone. You don't have to shoot everybody's idea down. But you, it's wise to work that through with God and say, God, oh, what do you think about that? Can I see that in your word? Is that affirmed over and over again? Or is that just someone's pet idea that... That they're really passionate about, but isn't really the main thing that the scriptures reveals. The other passage I want to look at is in the same book, Matthew 13. It's in verse 33, and it says, He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast, or like leaven, that a a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. It's fascinating that the kingdom of God the person of Jesus, his rule and his reign, the kingdom within you, that's what Jesus said, the kingdom's at hand, the kingdom's within you, says it through the Gospels, that that kingdom works in the same way. A little bit begins to change the atmosphere. It begins to change people's mindsets as they see the life of Jesus demonstrated in and through you, both in word and in deed. It begins to change and adjust their own perceptions and they begin to open up in ways they didn't even They might not have believed that they would ever be open to and all of a sudden people start having a desire for the things of God and discovering who he is and what he's done and seeing the light shining in their darkness of of a lack of understanding and beginning to illuminate truth and truth is liberating and it sets people free and it releases captives and it, it, it opens blind eyes, it opens deaf ears both in the physical and in the spiritual sense. And that's really powerful. And in the same way, I wonder if we could see cities that have historically been called unreached or, quote unquote, hard cities actually begin to open up to the things of Jesus. Because a few people begin to agree with the heart of God for a city and no longer call it what the what its accuser calls that city hard, difficult, unreachable. People rebellious and in sin, but begin to call that city what the Father calls it, mine. These are my people, called by my name. And when we, the people of God, begin to govern the spiritual world the way God does, by forgiving people, by blessing people who curse us, by giving to those around us, by trusting people before they've proven themselves. It changes things. People don't know what to do with kindness. They don't know what to do with generosity. I had a friend one time who owned a tattoo shop. And our, at the time, our church office was right next door. And as a team, we had prayed and just felt like we were supposed to be generous. So we gave uh, this this owner uh, a check. It was actually a... Um, a certificate a gift certificate to a restaurant and it was in an amount larger than he expected and he didn't have a box for it he didn't have a shelf for it the comment made to us as a team was wow you guys are really generous and it's amazing the world doesn't know what to do with generosity they don't know what to do with forgiveness and kindness They don't know what to do with, how can I live my life so that you benefit, not just me gets a benefit. And over time, it begins to open them up if they've been shut down because of a bad experience or just a lack of understanding. It begins to open them up to the ways of God, the person of Jesus, what he did on the cross, what he accomplished, what he's wiped clean, what he's forgiven, what he's offering. And that free gift, it it just people can't help but just say that I I believe. <laughs> I believe. I believe. I trust Jesus, and they begin to hear His voice and begin to walk in newness of life. And that's the good news. And my encouragement to you is that what you believe matters, what you think about matters. It actually has a bigger effect than you realize. That's why when someone's really negative, they don't have to say a word. They can walk into a room and you can, people use this term. I can feel what he's thinking. I can feel what he's feeling. And, you know, in my part of the country, uh, being in the Northwest, people use the word energy a lot. So listen, man, I could just feel that negative energy. Well, that's one way to describe it and, and. That's a good way to describe it. And that's the thing is that's, that shows us that we're spiritual people that really can discern things in the spirit, in the unseen, that, that are realities. And so what you believe about God, what you think about God really does matter. Um, and it has more of an effect on cities and regions, I think, than we realize. So my encouragement is let's let the Holy Spirit train us in how to recognize the two leavens so that we avoid religion and we embrace God's kingdom. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you would like to give us a comment on the podcast on iTunes, feel free to go on the the review page and leave us a a review. That way um, iTunes can promote this podcast to other listeners. Take care and have a great day.